These are the episodes of Sing Double Podcast. It's weekly mission to explore strange new doubles, to seek out new movies and new TV shows, to boldly watch what some people most likely have watched before. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. <laughs> you were just waiting to do that, weren't you? I was. <laughs> I the second it was suggested by Missy, thank you very much, Missy, yes, for the you, suggestion Missy. for today's episode. Also, I, I think my stepdad suggested it a long time ago, oh, but I he? just forgot to write it down. Well, thank you as well, stepdad. I, uh, Eric, I uh, just the second I saw that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm doing for the opening of this episode. <laughs> Good, you did it. Congrats. Thank you very much. So what are we doing? We're doing an episode of the original Star Trek series called... Mirror, Mirror. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't remember the title. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 4, I remember that. Good job. How's your week then? Fine. Any new and exciting news? Not particularly. No? Well, I guess uh, Orphan Black had some news today. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. Because Tatiana made this tweet about how, you know, get ready, Clone Club, something's coming. And I was like, oh, my God, what's she going to announce? And she announced a audiobook. Yeah, basically. A 10-episode. You episode. can also read it. It's a book. It's a 10-episode series, right. but in audio form. It's a 10-episode. It's a 10-book, right? Yeah. book that you yeah. can that you could purchase and read yes but she's if doing... you get the audiobook she is doing all the voices for all of the clones yes and it's picking up about eight years after eight years after the end of the season left off yeah so there you go so like i'm are they bringing I'm, anybody else back i don't know yet they only announced hat um so like i'm conflicted because i want more orphan black and like that's exciting and tatiana's involved but i also want to watch her do it i also read that it's mostly going to be cosima and they didn't say mostly they just said that was part of it like a large part of it well yeah i mean well we can't talk about that spoilers well we don't know anything more than that article has let us let no let us i mean i could literally say what they're probably going to be doing but i'm not going to say it because it's a spoiler for the end of the series. Oh, that's true. Okay. We haven't gotten to that. We're only yes. in season 2. They're probably going to continue where this series ends off. Yes. With what they're doing. Yes. At that time. Which is making babies. Babies. They actually start doing designs <laughs> and they're going to bring back the Cylon race because we never learn from our past. Uh-huh. It's just a weird <laughs> wrap around. Yeah. It's going to become Battlestar Galactica without the Battlestar or Galactica. Uh-huh. Orphan Battlestar. <laughs> Orphan Cylons. Orphan Galactica. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever. That's all, really. Well, it's news. It is news. It's Orphan Black it related. Is. Well, probably, you It know, involves her. It does. So I guess she was right in her comment. It's true. <laughs> I'm like, I'll excitedly listen, excitedly listen to it when it comes out. I was hoping for a movie. I was just hoping it would be like a movie or something. That would have been awesome. Yes. Or like a BBC special. That's what like Kelsey and I were saying. Because like, you know, BBC does Christmas specials all the time for like right. Doctor Who and stuff. Right. So I would have accepted a BBC special. <laughs> A Christmas special? A recurring Orphan Black Christmas yes. special? I want that from now until the end of time. <laughs> and I realize The that day it's... of the clones. The war of the clones. I realize. I don't even need it to be a plot. I just really just want to watch them all hang out. The clones go sledding. Yeah. Something wholesome. The clones and go ice And they can invite skating. Rachel finally. Um. A clone wedding. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the princess clone. <laughs> the clone switch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they discover a new clone who is the princess, and they <laughs> have a whole there wacky time with her. Yep, yep, exactly. 
one of the clones falls in love with the prince. Okay, anyway, yes. <laughs> See, infinite possibilities. We don't need books. We need we, don't. A, we need the visual element. We need more clones. We need to clone Tatiana and then... Yeah, I think really the problem is Tatiana because there's just only one of her and it's really hard for her to film that stuff. Yeah. It takes a lot and I know... In that article, I was surprised by how many clones she acted, actually. Yeah. I did not realize the number was as large as it is. It's a lot. Which is in the 20s, right? Yeah. I'm like, right now off the top of my head, I can think of uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That, that's what I can think of right now. Eleven. I can think of eleven. <laughs> Apparently, she did 20 something i don't remember how many six or something a lot i have 11 yeah oh there were the 12 there's not 12 in my head okay this is such a fun game when and i have no idea there. who you're talking about <laughs> um well because if i started naming people i would be spoiling yeah, things so um because yeah. so far we have discovered like five or six six sarah helena allison Casima. Rachel, uh, Jennifer Fitzsimmons, gotcha, Beth. I think those are the significant ones. Daniel Fournier was mentioned. She didn't really, she wasn't really her though. Just a picture. Was there a nine? I don't know, maybe. I'm trying to think of, you're right, you're right, we're at eight. Yeah, eight or nine, yeah. Eight or nine. Soon we will meet more. Well, anyway, we'll probably do those when we run out of Orphan Black visual to watch. <laughs> that'll be next year. <laughs> next year, that's when it. we re- meet more colons. Oh yes, but when we yeah. run out of season five, or when we run out of the actual show, when we'll we probably of, do Hearing when, Double. When we run out of season five. We're still in season one, are we not? <laughs> we're on season two. Oh, are we now? We're okay. in like mid season two. We're not. I don't. I think we're like three episodes in. I mean, that's even. almost. We're on episode four, which is almost mid season two. There are ten episodes. Ugh. It's a sad day. Why? It means we're getting closer to the end. <laughs> we're not. We're like three years away. <laughs> and there will always be there will always be more material. Clearly, they're gonna make more for us. Mm-hmm. They are, and more and more things are popping up every day. Like Mark Ruffalo has a series that he will be doing as a twin. Mm-hmm. So you know that'll be fun for mm-hmm. me. We got a whole bunch of things coming up. Lots of movies, etc. Anyway, okay, Star Trek. Track. Trek, not Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. What? You trying to put some Southern draw on A that? little bit. We're going to watch that oh, there, Star Trek. Speaking of Southern, <laughs> because I'm Southern apparently. The St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. Yep, first, very first Stanley Cup ever. They've been around for 50, how many years? 52. 52 years, and they've won their very first yeah. ever Stanley Cup. The last, because they... Started in 1967, and then they were in it the first three years, and then they have not been in it since 1970, which, and the last time was against the Bruins also. In the mix, also. you're saying? What? In, in the hunt? In the, in the playoffs, in the finals. They have not been in the finals since 1970. Let's, um, as in the Stanley Cup final? Yes. Okay. They've made it to the they, playoffs They've made before. it to the playoffs a lot. Yeah. And then they've made it to the playoffs as being the best team and losing and stuff. Yeah. Another fun fact is... This particular year, yeah, they were, like they the, were worst. the worst team that and had a huge comeback, and now they've won the Stanley Cup. Yep. Just goes to show, you put your heart and mind to something, you can accomplish anything. If you get anything. a really good rookie goalie. You get <laughs> Ricky goalie? That go- yeah, his, that goalie is really good. What's his name? Bennington. Oh, it's not Ricky? I said rookie. Oh, rookie. I thought you said Ricky. No. <laughs> I thought the goalie's name was Richard. No. <laughs> Anyway, that was exciting. That's the only time I care about sports. Congratulations. I like hockey. I'm happy for you. I grew up watching hockey with my dad. I called him. He was crying. It was good times. Mm -hmm. It was very wholesome. Well, congratulations. He was like, I've been waiting my whole life for this. And Hulk did. He's like, well, since I was five. (laughs) Did he Hulk out? No. And I told him, because I was also texting my two friends, Lauren and Ashley, who I've known since kindergarten, because Mm -hmm. they know my dad very well. And they Mm -hmm. were like, this must be the best day of his life because <laughs> he is all about blues and he's all about rush. Stephanie. And like, those are his two fandoms. <laughs> Stephanie. What? 
it's clearly either his second or third best day of his life. Oh, no, because I told him this and he said, <laughs> I'm going I'm to read it because <laughs> it's Hulk dad speech and it's very funny. I said, Lauren Ashley said, this must be the gr- best day of your life. And he said, being at bedside when you were born was greatest day. But finally winning Lord Stanley's cup is right up there. <laughs> So you are still number one to him. Yeah. I was like, thanks, Dad, but I'm not offended. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Queen Stephanie Kretz. Nope. I'll and take second place to the Blues. It's fine. To, There's more to of To Lord Stanley Cup. Lord, Lord Stanley. Yeah. That's what he said. Because <laughs> that's, that's the name of it. Uh-huh. Lord Stanley it's Cup. Funny. Lord Stanley's Cup. Yeah. The funniest part of watching it was when they were passing the cup around to everybody. Mm-hmm. And... The camera was zooming on the guys, and they were all going like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> like every single one of them is screaming, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. And they did it for like five minutes straight. Every single one of them said "fuck" in a different way, and then they like went to commercial and they came back and they're like, "Sorry for the uh, vulgar ex- exultation of the people. We have muted the mics down there, so you can no longer hear them." Because <laughs> they were like shouting it. You could hear them say it. It was very funny. Mm. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, I would be saying it too. Yeah. If I won the Stanley Cup. That's why Cup. we need to relax our TV Agree. Uh, Who cares? rules they a little said, bit. They, they said swear fuck, all the it. time in, in England. Why can't we do it here? Yeah. They said fuck, who cares? It's probably because we have an immature president. Yeah. Just saying. Now that I've wrecked the mood, let's talk about Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell you that Stacy also yelled at me about the way I say bagel. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she agrees with me? Yes, she says I say it weird. <laughs> That's I, not what I wanted to do. Because I suggested we go get bagels one morning, and she was like, what did you say? What did you call them? <laughs> bagels. And I was like, did you miss that episode of the podcast? She was like, it was probably a Battlestar one <laughs> when we talked about it. Wow. She doesn't listen to the Battlestar ones because she Why hasn't not? seen that show. She should watch that show. Well, Stacy, you should watch that show. She has too many show. shows to watch. She probably won't listen to this one because she doesn't watch Star Trek. Yeah. Orphan Black and movies is what she cares about. <laughs> <laughs> movies she's seen. <laughs> she did listen to The Princess, which though. Anyway. Moving on <laughs> <laughs> to Star Trek. <laughs> yep. So. Side note. Uh. I'm not a Star Trek person, obviously, by the way I say the word. <laughs> so she won't, she won't geek out. I will not geek out. However, yeah. I do love the movie with the whales. <laughs> Star Trek for The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home. Mm-hmm. I watched that a lot when I was little. So how can you not like Star Trek? I just never got into the show. You I, just, I just didn't care she, about it. She was all about the humpback whales. I, liked, <laughs> I think this is probably why I like, I feel like it's my same feeling about Thor. I like when he's on Earth and he's trying to like, deal with living on earth Mm -hmm. rather than being on asgard right okay so like i feel like that's why it's similar like i liked it when they were on earth trying to figure out how to live and they were trying to save some whales but everything else they're in space on these planets and i'm just like eh, i don't care (laughs) you just laughed when kirk said well a double dumbass to you or on you yeah and spock like walking around in that white robe and like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with a with a headband on to cover yes. his Vulcan ears. Yes. And then beating up the guy with the boombox. <laughs> or I think he Vulcan pinched him. He did the Vulcan him. pinch, yep. And then um, looking for nuclear vessels. Yeah, good times. Yep. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Can you direct me to the nuclear vessels? <laughs> the what? The nuclear, nuclear vessels. <laughs> You're Russian in America. <laughs> During the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> anyway, I just think it's wholesome because they just use it. They just want to save some whales and it's really nice. It's not. They didn't want to save the whales. They wanted they to, to save, save the, the future by right. bringing some, transplanting some whales yeah. through time. But then those whales were in danger at the SeaWorld place they were at. So they, in, they inevitably saved them. Well, at the same they time. were going to be released to the wild where most likely they would have been hunted yes because they were going to release them and there was a whaling boat out there right when they were about to release them well they were going to release them in the north whatever 
It's not the North Sea because it's in the other ocean. And right. I don't know what they call it. I don't the know. Bering Sea. That's what it's called. Either way, the whales <laughs> were in danger and they saved them and they saved the future. Mm-hmm. So. The book was more interesting. I didn't read the book. The book, when the probe comes, the book has what the probe is saying and then what the whales mm. are saying back. And then there was this whole thing. I always thing. wondered that. There was this whole thing about the probe wondering whether or not it could believe that you know, because the whales were young. Yeah. So there was a very interesting uh, mm. bit that you don't get to see in the movie because they don't have subtitles for probe slash whale. For the, for the convos. Yes. <laughs> the whale probe convo. Yep. You only get that in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> with Thanks for All the Fish. As all the dolphins fly into space because dolphins are rocket ships. Mm, interesting. Excuse me. So, the team, the crew. Yes. <laughs> Landing party is what they would have called Landing it. Landing party. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know any of the lingo, <laughs> so it's going to be fun. I'm here for you. You're going to enjoy it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, they want some d- dilithium crystals from this planet. Correct. But the people on the planet don't want them to have any of them. Because? I don't know. Because <laughs> they're not allowed. Okay. I think it was something to do with their society. Yeah. They were weird about it. Like, just give them their crystals. Eh, whatever. And, but then at the same time, there's a magnetic storm of Bruin. Mm-hmm. Well, probably electromagnetic. Right? Or did they, they say- said magnetic. Did they really? Yes. I wrote it down. And then they called it an ion storm also. Okay. Which has electricity in it. Right. But they called it a magnetic storm. These inconsistencies in 60s shows. What's with it? (laughs) Yeah. So they promise that they won't attack them, even though they won't give up their dilithium crystals. And they're like, all right, I guess we'll go back to the ship. Beam us up, buddy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So they do it. We all know it wasn't Scotty because he was in the landing party. he was there. (laughs) That's why I said buddy. (laughs) So yes, the landing party was... Captain Kirk, Ahura, McCoy, and Scotty. Yep. So they're beaming them, but there's some interference, etc., because of the storm. They seem to appear on the ship, but then they go away again. And then when they phase, right, phase on the ship, mm-hmm. they are... Materializes, actually, materializes. the word you're looking for, yeah. Phaser is their guns. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, they materialize on the new sh- on a ship wearing much different clothing. Kirk mm-hmm. has a very spangly gold outfit on. He does. With a sash. Yep. Uhura's displaying some midriff. Mm-hmm. They have some like weird extra badges, paraphernalia. Pins. Brooches. Brooches <laughs> on their outfits. Pins. And when they, s- okay, but while this was happening, we also saw one enterprise, right? Enterprise, yep. going one way, and then under another one, kind of going the other direction on the screen, kind of phasing in and out, also yeah, flipping back and forth between each other. So when they appear on this new ship, it's clearly a different ship. They're in new outfits, and then they see Spock, who has a goatee. Right. Yep. And apparently, in this parallel universe, it's kind of like America versus Australia. In America, when you flush the toilet, it goes clockwise. <laughs> But when you flush the, in Australia, it's counterclockwise. Yeah. So in this alternate universe, when you go into uh, orbit around a planet, it's clockwise. No, counterclockwise. Yeah. Except in the alternate universe, it's clockwise. Yeah. And everyone does a Hitler salute. <laughs> That's well. It's kind of Hitlery. <laughs> half Hitler, half Hydra. Yeah. Because, you know. They're like. Yep, they hit their chest and then they... They point outward with their whole palm. So yeah, everyone's got these gold sashes and we see that this ship is ready to attack the planet that they were just on. And I don't remember why, but Spock got mad at this guy and then he took a thing and he tortured him with his agonizer, Mm -hmm. is what he called it. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's correct. I thought he killed him at first, but then he was fine a minute later. Yeah, it's just... I was confused. (laughs) Just a, just a little, uh, just a little agony, a little, little corporal punishment. Okay. So yeah, they want to attack the planet because they won't give them the crystals. So it's a completely different set of 
circumstances. Yes. I wrote down the captain's logs. <laughs> so, one was had I got it. corn in it. Another one was of a proper consistency. Gross. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> captain's log, stardate unknown. During an ion storm, my landing party has beamed back to the Enterprise and found it and the personnel aboard changed. The ship is subtly altered physically. Behavior and discipline has become brutal, savage. Mm -hmm. Dun, dun, dun. So, you know, the four of them are pretty confused, understandably. But they decide to play along until they can figure out what the heck's going on. Seems like a solid plan. Someone says, what in blazes? I think it was McCoy. Or maybe Scotty. It was probably McCoy. What in blazes? He's known for his comments. His outbursts. Like the one that'll come later. Oh, that I'm a, <laughs> I'm a doctor, not an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then someone says, it's our enterprise, but it isn't. Very insightful. The ion storm, they figured out, interfered with the transporter. Everything is duplicated here, but not quite the same. They figure the same group from this ship has been transported to their ship on the different universe, whatever, parallel universe. Yep, exactly. And they want to know, are we in another universe? And how do we get back to our own? Luckily, Kirk is still in charge in this universe also. Well, he is the captain. Yes, exactly. Captain, my captain. Captain? <laughs> so. He gives, well, first he gives his team out, sorry, his crew. Yeah. Orders to see what they can learn and how to maybe get back. Mm-hmm. Um, Uhura goes to the... Bridge. Bridge. And then <laughs> McCoy and Scotty do other things. Yes. Like engineering related. She goes to her post and Sulu, with a fancy scar on his face, uh -huh. comes very beautifully applied. My, yes, yes, I was going to say, my, my have, have prosthetic <laughs> applications become so much better yes. in our current timeline. You can tell. I try not to make fun of it too much because it was, you know. It was bad. It was a long time ago, but it was not great. No, it wasn't great at all. It was like I've done better myself alone mm -hmm. <laughs> with very yes. worse supplies. Uh -huh. So he's hitting on her and she, he tries to like grab her face and then she slaps him. Because he's being a dick. Sure. So She's goes, a sassy woman. She And I love her. She looks so fierce all the time. Also, like, it's really annoying that they make all the women wear midriffs, let me just say. In this world? Yes. It's the 60s, Stephanie. It's a weird outfit choice. Well, they, they had to make it more risque. And when you're already, when everybody's ship. already wearing mini skirts, how can you get more risque? Right. Midriff. It's true. Good point. <laughs> I will say that I mean, watching they're all they're all wearing <laughs> mini skirts with knee high boots. Uh huh. A lot of them are wearing like you know nice pantyhose. Mm -hmm. In this world, they happen to be uh, fishnet pantyhose. <laughs> That's true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's just really no either you go low cut or you show midriff. <laughs> or do you show midriff? Yeah. So they went for the abs instead of the cleavage, mm -hmm. basically. And they took off Kirk's sleeves and, also <laughs> and gave the, him cleavage. Also, the hairdos were different. Yes, they were. I like normally in their universe, most people have like a beehive, I think is what they call it. Yes, that is correct. Sort of thing going on. And this one was like, I don't know, a pompadour with the hair fall back down. Down farther, yeah. How many, how many foam noodles do you think was in, every, in everyone's hair? <laughs> because nobody has that much hair. Aquanet. <laughs> the 60s everyone used aquanet yeah aquanet hey suki she's gonna get in the adventures bag because she, she can't can. because there's a costume in there she's gonna try suki it's gonna fall over don't complain you're not doing something you're supposed to i mean you're doing something you're not supposed to <laughs> yes double negative myself uh -huh. <laughs> i i will say that when i saw kirk appear in that outfit mm -hmm. a lot of cosplay made sense to me <laughs> Because oh. I've seen that outfit multiple times and on you, multiple people. And you don't know what I didn't it's know from. what the reference was. I knew it was Kirk, but I didn't know what Kirk. What Kirk, gotcha. Now I know. 
and they're very good. So. This was a learning experience for you. This was. <laughs> so Sulu goes back to his post when Captain Kirk comes back into the, I almost said office, the bridge. He had given orders to annihilate the people on the planet because they wouldn't give them what they wanted. Mm-hmm. But Kirk decides to buy some time by talking to the people again and gives them 12 hours to either give up the crystals or be destroyed. Right. But the guy refuses. He's like, you can give us 12 hours. You can give us a week, a month, whatever. We're not going to give it to you. So you might as well just kill us. Basically. He'll be a, he'll be a martyr. Mm-hmm. They'll be a martyr. Spock is not cool with this plan. Because it's against the yeah. Empire. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. Darth Vader is not okay with it. And Chekhov is very suspicious. He... <laughs> I can't think. <laughs> he takes Kirk to the elevator. I don't know what he was going to do. I can't remember. But whatever he was going to do doesn't matter because instead he punches him in the face. He says he's going to assassinate him because no one will care about killing a captain who disobeys orders of the Empire. And that's how you move up in rank in this society. Mm-hmm. You kill your predecessor. Yep. So it's like a regular old-timey Empire. Yep. You... Sookie. <laughs> She's found another bag. Yes, she has. You... <laughs> She's prowling for bags. She's like, I'm a bag cat. It's my be grocery a, bag. I'm going to be in a bag some way or another. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you, you know, you want to take over power, you get rid of your competition. Yep. Seems legit. Captain's log. I have another one for you. Thank you. Supplemental. I command an enterprise where officers apparently employ private henchmen among the crew where assassination of superiors is a common means of advancing in rank. So while he's fighting Chekhov, some blue guys come to his aid. His henchmen. His henchmen. They have blue outfits. Uh Uh-huh. And he says he will promote the blue shirt guy, but instead knocks him out also. I don't really know why. Because he's playing his part stuff. Okay. Okay. You got to play your role. I wasn't following some of the things that were going on. But I was also very distracted because I was blues, pause, blues, pause, blues. Oh, okay. So. I see how that's going. I would like watch it between the periods and then I would go back to the game. But I was like very frantic at the same time and texting my dad a lot. So You watched the game, huh? I did. Even though you thought you're the mush. Well, <laughs> after they, so I thought it was on at eight and so I missed the first period and then they were up to nothing. So I was like, okay, I think I can watch this. <laughs> <laughs> you think. <laughs> but I also caught I also caught the end of the other game that they won the other day. So I Oh, so you think you're mushed so on this gone. Okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't break. You were no longer bad luck. Yes, correct. I fixed it whatever I did. So, he knocks that guy out and then he takes Chekhov to a cell or they take him somewhere. Mhm. He meets back up with He's I think the guy said, should we take him to the chamber? Mm, chamber. Like, yes, that take was him the to the chamber. Yes. We find out what the chamber is a little later. Yes, indeed. Has mm. another fun name. I like the name Agonizer. Just very direct. It's going to agonize you. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you feel agony. You know, it was the 60s. The ideas were uh, <laughs> harder to come by. <laughs> People weren't going to make up words. Stop smoking so much weed and doing so much LSD. They came up with a gem like Agonizer. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> he meets back up with McCoy and Scotty. Mm-hmm. And they discover that, you know, Su- or they just kind of report what they've seen. Sulu runs the security like the Gestapo, is what someone, Scotty says, I think. Yep. And I mean, then Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. And then McCoy says the other officers in the Mid Bay are all super sadistic also and enjoyed watching some people be suffering in pain and were betting on when they were gonna die and stuff. Hmm. Creepy. He talks to computer and the computer <laughs> confirms that they were transported to a parallel universe and they could create the same 
ion storm thing artificially. artificially to get back. Yes. So Scotty and McCoy decide to try to create it again, but anything they do will show up on Sulu's security board. So they tell Uhura to create a distraction at the moment that they're going to like flip the switch or whatever. Right. Siphon their power. Yes. And the computer reads out what that world's Kirk does a lot, that he does a lot of bad things like murder people and, you know, blow up planets and Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. He has a roster of bad acts. Well, he is uh, the captain. Yes. And I think this is when McCoy says, I'm a doctor, not an engineer. Yes. Because he doesn't know how to help him create the Iron Storm, but he'll try, apparently. (laughs) And I think Scotty says, well, now you're an engineer. (laughs) Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor. Not an engineer. There was a comedian I saw an act on a long time ago, and he said he did uh, impressions of Captain Kirk and uh, Leonard McCoy, mm-hmm. right? And Leonard he, Nimoy? Leonard, no, no, Dr. McCoy. Oh. Wasn't Dr. McCoy's first name? I have no, I don't know his first name. I have name. no idea. Jim Kirk and... McCoy. Oh, something <laughs> McCoy. Anyway. So he went and, you know, turned around to do his thing. <laughs> it's so stupid it made me laugh. But here was his impression. His impression was, Jim, bones. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> he, he was pretty good, but it was funny. Yeah. Good. Back on the actual Enterprise, they have already taken a it upon themselves to put the four people from the parallel universe into the brig. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> they figured out immediately that something was wrong. Well, you know. Probably because they're... Kirk s- might have been a bit mouthy. Sadistic dickbags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. He's, but Spock is, you know, in his nature, very practical, logical. He's like, yes. I'm just going to keep you in here until I right. figure out how to get you back to your world. He is a Vulcan. Mm-hmm. And instead of, you know, being horrified by it all especially their personalities, he finds it all extremely interesting. And fake Kirk, well, not fake Kirk, Kirk from the other universe, keeps trying to offer him money and power and anything he wants to let him out. And he's just like, hmm, fascinating. (laughs) Carries on with his day. I like how you do the marching hands when you're doing (laughs) that. I mean, that's what he did. (laughs) Fascinating. Off I go. Uh, so back on parallel ship. Yes. I think by now we know the differences in the enterprises. I mean, that's the only time we go so, back to the other one. So in our world, it's the USS Enterprise. In their world, it's the ISS Enterprise. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so you could, you could make that distinction. Well, it doesn't matter. They don't go back to the other one until the end anyway. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Spock is... We could, we could speculate on what's happening on, on our we side could, of the world. But I think they're just in there. They're just in the brig. In the brig. And it's probably they're Enraged. China. Yeah. Trying to get favors for yeah, platinum. Probably. And then probably Scott. Scott Scotty. Spock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. McCoy. Probably trying to figure out how to get them back. Yep. Well, probably no. Scotty was one of the flipped guys. Oh, that's right. And so was so McCoy. So was McCoy. Oh, that's right. So Spock and whoever else he can find is probably Sulu. Sulu. Chekhov. Yeah, those guys, the good versions. Yeah. Are trying to figure out how to get them back. Goatee Spock is very glad that Chekhov's assassination was thwarted because he does not want to be captain. Yeah. I could see that being the case. Are you also glad that he was not assassinated? She has no opinion now. None. Only, only when she wants to be pet yep. or get into her seating position that yep. she's eventually going to join into. Yep, she's about to curl up. Uh, so they watch Chekhov in the agony booth. I guess it's not very inventive. The agonizer <laughs> and the agony booth. Come on, guys. One's portable. <laughs> one's just more extreme. <laughs> I'm going to put you in the agony booth. Are you going to put her in the agony booth? No, I won't. She's too cute. She's going to put you in the agony booth. Yeah, it's called stepping on my boobs. <laughs> Spock says that what Kirk is doing is against the Empire, and he's not threatening him. He's just stating the facts. Mm-hmm. And then after 
seeing Chekhov in pain, Kirk decides to release him from the agony booth, which they all find very uncharacteristic. Right. Because I think Kirk enjoys seeing people in pain. Well, that Kirk, anyway. You know, it's how do you else do you think he got the power? It's true. Uh, the computer did say he killed Captain Pike. And he did a lot of genocide. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, He's just a everyday Castro. Yep. So while Scotty and McCoy are off doing some engineering stuff to fig- figure out how to do the artificial... They're basically going to route power to the transporter so okay. they can recreate cool. the situation. While they're doing that, Kirk goes to his quarters and finds a hot lady inside waiting for him. <laughs> Her name is Marlena, by the way. She, she pushes a button and two drinks appear. They chit-chat and smooch and various other things. She's a lady. Whoa, 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 such a lady. Uh-huh. Spock uh, alerts him on comms that, he's, that he got a message from the Empire and he decides to tell him it's not sex anymore. Now it's serious oh, business. Sorry, okay. He tells him that the Empire has ordered him to kill Captain Kirk if he doesn't carry out destroying the people with the crystals. Okay. Another captain's log. Started unknown. Mm-hmm. We are trapped in a savage parallel universe for which we must escape, from which we must escape within four hours, or I will face a death sentence at Mr. Spock's hands. Oh my god. Goodness gracious. But apparently it's not that bad because he picks up his drink and then Kirk and Marlena toast to Spock and their drinks, mm-hmm. I guess. She asks if he wants to activate the Tantalus field. And he's like, what is that? I assume he's never seen this before. Maybe he has. I have no, I have no background, so I don't know. I, I think he was tantalized by the offer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, they, so this like, screen lifts up, and then they see this like, TV thing in the wall. Uh-huh. And she turns it on, and it focuses on Spock. And she says if she presses this button, Spock will die. And he says, no, thank you. And then she sh- and he shuts it off. Mm-hmm. But that becomes important later. It's Chekhov's Tantalus. <laughs> yep, yep. Tantalus device. It's Chekhov's? <laughs> Get it. Oh. Not Chekhov. Ah. Chekhov's. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> I got you. I got you now. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Took me a minute. <laughs> That phrase loses things when you have a check off in the show. It's true, it's true. That's why I wanted to do it. Teehee. So, Scotty says they have a deadline. If they don't move fast, they have to wait a whole nother century before they can switch over again. Oh, my goodness. That's a long time to wait. Yeah, almost 100 years. <laughs> couldn't resist i am so sorry like, <laughs> it was there uh-huh it was the low fruit and i picked it uh-huh you sure did <laughs> you said something earlier today that made me laugh really hard i did yeah on chat yeah i think so let me I'm, find it i made you laugh really hard maybe it was yesterday i must have been funny oh it was yesterday yeah <laughs> what did i say yesterday Trying to find I was on a roll yesterday. This is not as exciting. Oh. Because <laughs> of your leg. <laughs> you said you're going to cut off your leg. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I said, you'll have a really hard time doing things. And you said, I'll have another leg. I can hop. Then I will qualify for that server position at IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I went, boo, but also laughed to myself. <laughs> I had another, I told another friend that I was going to get my leg cut off and she goes, oh, she goes, then I can call you peg leg. And I said, of course, it'll be expected, actually. (laughs) Silly goose. You know me. Mm -hmm. I do. We've been friends for a while. (laughs) True. (laughs) Against all odds. (laughs) So Sulu has figured out that what Kirk's. Who's Sulu? (laughs) Sulu. 
Sulu has figured out yes. what no, Spock's command was from the Empire. Too many fucking names, man. <laughs> All of the names. <laughs> and he suspects that Kirk will flee or fight back. So he threatens Spock now, and then Spock threatens him right back with some Vulcans. Well, Vulcans are stronger than humans. I figured as much. Yeah. And they do the punch, the pinch thing. Yeah, they have the Vulcan pinch. Oh, look at that. So you fell right asleep after you did that. Some goo in your eye. You know, it happens. Gross. Anyway. Okay, so yeah. He's like, I'll kill you if you kill Kirk. So I can be captain, Sulu says. Wait, so he gives Spock his plan before Basically. he has a plan? Basically. Why are villains so bad? I don't know. They like to monologue and then they get them in trouble. This is why we need a... Uh, a, Scott, a mute a, a, <laughs> a mute villain. A Scott... Uh, a Scott... Uh, a who? Oh, Scott. What was... What was Scott Evil in the world. Oh, Seth Green? going to be straightforward. Yeah, yeah. And and not put Kill him on the crapper. Yeah, exactly. I was... Oh, wait, we already... We discussed that, didn't we? About how he did try to kill him on the crapper? It didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Um, yes. But some guy next to him got to say, right, son, you tell that turd who's boss. (laughs) Tom Arnold, yes. So, back in Kirk's quarters, Marlena emerges in a big silky robe thing it was a very sheer fabric but it was like a robe you but it covered see. her whole body but it was sheer yeah you could see that she was wearing a bikini underneath and yeah i always wear bikinis to bed a <laughs> lot of midriff so much midriff this ship loves midriff mm-hmm. she tries to seduce him but he's got to go he's got shit to do yep womp womp but well, you know otherwise Spock's gonna kill him. So yeah, I need to be stuck there for another hundred years. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you or gotta be take dead care of either business. way. Or he'd be dead either way. So, but they still smooch it up a little bit. Her name's Marlena. Marlena. This is a Chekhov's Marlena. <laughs> she is indeed. Because <laughs> <laughs> I assume she has not been on the show until now. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> She's not a regular at okay. all. In fact, this is most likely maybe. The only episode in which she'll be a main character. She might, the actress might come back as a background thing, uh, maybe. I mm-hmm. don't know. But, you know, usually these types of people aren't around very long. Yeah. Because Kirk's a dick? No, just because you've got your main, the stories are all on the main. The main peeps. The main, however There's many only around. enough room for Uhura around here. Yeah. As far as ladies go, apparently. That's, well, no, there's another one. Oh, there is? Which one? I do not Diana? remember her name. She's a blonde. Deanna? She's an old No, that's episode. the other one. The one with the dark hair and the blue jumpsuit is what I'm thinking of, but I think she might be. No, this is the blonde in the red, in a red uh, uh, uniform. Mm-hmm. She always had her hair. Her hair was like, <laughs> it was like, I don't, I don't know. Deanna like, Troy, that's like what I'm thinking of. Thatched. Oh, she's from the next generation. That's what I thought, yeah. <laughs> Not the same. I, thing. I figured that out afterwards, <laughs> but yes. I don't remember her name. She's an ensign. That's all I know. Gotcha. So Kirk tells Uhura to keep Sulu distracted while the others do their thing, mm-hmm. and she has just the thing to distract him. Oh yeah, her midriff <laughs> and flirting, because men are predictable and weak. It's true. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why I come here. I mean, every time. You just have to say, yep, that's true. It's just a, just ripping on Brad. I'm not ripping on you. I'm ripping on men. Nick doesn't get offended when I make fun of men. He goes, yes, they're all garbage. That includes him then. Yeah, he says he's garbage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like to believe I'm not garbage. The more you accept the fact, the that more I'm you garbage. can grow from it. <laughs> 56%. <laughs> 56%. <laughs> no. <laughs> Talk to Nick. He'll give you the life advice of being a man. Uh huh. <laughs> he used to be garbage and then he grew from it. He's a good person now. I think you're a good person. So now he's living garbage. <laughs> <laughs> he's living garbage. He's the thing. 
<laughs> yeah. Swamp he's gonna, thing. He's going to possess, uh, what's his face? Somebody. Kurt Russell. That's Thank who you're you, Kurt Russell. Of. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Glad I was glad I was visiting your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if I don't, I was like, why did I say that? Now I have to think of the name and I'll never think of the name and that's going to bug me forever. <laughs> I know the name. Where is it? You're so lucky I'm here for you. Yes, thank you. You're no longer garbage. Thank you. (laughs) You've proven your your metal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have gumption now. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so he gets a little too fresh, Sulu, because he is garbage. And she super duper slaps him. Like she wails right across his face. That new toy that they were selling in the 60s, the super slapper. (laughs) (laughs) It's called her hand. And then she pulls a knife on him even to get him to stay away. Uh-huh. And, and then, then she flirts again, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> Back in the place, I don't know, wherever Kirk went. <laughs> I lost track. The, the longer it goes, the less I keep track of what was going on. Kirk was going to the... Med Bay. The Med... Okay, I did write Med Bay here. Okay. I just didn't get to that line. So, Spock pulls a ray gun. Phaser. Phaser, yes. <laughs> Not a ray gun. <laughs> All of a sudden, we've got Flash Gordon. <laughs> Spock pulls a phaser on Kirk, wondering what is going on with him. Uh-huh. He then punches Spock, and then they all fort him, Scotty, McCoy, Spock, Kirk. They all fight in the med bay. Well, at least they're stunt doubles, too. Yes. <laughs> and it was highly noticeable. Yeah, it was. Spock was doing most of the fighting, and he was also doing the, like, <laughs> the slapping, like, with his hand in the way. Yeah, he was backhanded. It was yeah. a lot of, like, really intense stage combat, mm-hmm. but it was really bad. Yeah, missing by 17 feet. Uh, like, Thank you, boom. camera angle. <laughs> Kaboom! Like, clearly, he did not touch him. (laughs) It was funny. So, finally, Kirk hits him with a vase or something he picked up. I wasn't paying attention. I'm Yeah, it was probably a vase. (laughs) It's like, what's a vase doing in the med bay? It was some piece of china. Well, when they went in the med bay the first time, there were a whole bunch of flasks and stuff there. So, I'm assuming... Their medical technology isn't as advanced in his, as his parallel world, where you will not see flasks and, and beakers and all that fun stuff. Gotcha. Either way, he slashes, slams it over his head yep. and knocks him out. Right. Kurt, Spock. Well, knocks Kurt does out. more than knock him out. Knocks Spock out. As we find out, could have possibly... What? Killed him. Really? Well, why do you think they put him up on the med bay bed and McCoy's trying to save him? Oh, yeah. Or else he'll die. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Hmm. But now they've only got 15 minutes to get to the transporter thing Mm -hmm. and figure it all out. Sulu comes in, deciding to make it look like they all killed each other so that he gets the command. Mm Mm-hmm. But (laughs) I wrote Malara. With his henchman. Marlena. Marlena is in her bedroom and she opens up the well, Kirk's bedroom, but yeah, yeah, quarters. It's, her, it's hers now. <laughs> Kirk's quarters. <laughs> she opens up the TV in the Tantalus device. Uh huh. She points it at the men in the room and she kills. She pushes the button and they poof. Yep. Or zzz, I don't know, whatever noise. You A want. flashlight happens and they're gone. Yeah, she does it to all of the henchmen, but doesn't do it to anyone we need <laughs> to yes. take out. Yes, all the red shirts. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't do it to Sulu, who's the one with the actual weapon in his hand, but all right. Well, his backup, she wants it to be a fair fight. Yeah, okay, sure. She loves Kirk. <sighs> so yeah, she zapped them all out of, exist- out of existence. Spock comes to consciousness <laughs> mm-hmm. and wants to know why Kirk left him alive. And then he merges his and McCoy's mind to find out everything that happened and why everyone's being so weird. Yes. With a Vulcan mind meld. Yes. Cool. (laughs) 
I mean, he literally was like, I'm melding with your mind right now. Well, it's called a Vulcan mind, yeah. Vulcan mind meld. Yeah. It's just funny that he had My to tell him to what he thoughts. was doing. My whatever to your whatever. Uh-huh. There's a whole thing. Yeah. I thought it was funny he was saying it to him. fingers on his face a certain way. Mm. Yeah. I'm doing a cat Paul toe melt. squeeze. <laughs> she does not she's like it. She's like, I'm doing the human cat toe squeeze. I'm doing the rubbing your cute tummy, sucky squeeze. Not squeeze. Pet. <laughs> so, <laughs> Marlena finds Kirk again, and she wants him to take her with him wherever he's going. But it will only work for four people. Right. So she's like... Points out the obvious. But there's only three of you <laughs> right now. <laughs> so she's like, hey, maybe I'll kill you, <laughs> other people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. and go with you instead but then uhura gets her weapons kind of karate chops them right out of her hand judo chop judo chop judo, judo chop, chop. <laughs> <laughs> and then the power is cut mm-hmm. <sighs> spot they, they need to use all the uh, auxiliary power mm-hmm. there's a whole thing yeah I didn't write down the technical details. I figured it's okay. Brad's got it covered if he wants to talk about yeah. those things. Yeah, I did. Doesn't matter. Okay. You could go into depth about that, but we don't need to because who walks in? Spock with McCoy and decides to help them. And he has found out that Kirk is a man of integrity in both universes because he let him live and he's a good guy in his real world. Mm-hmm. And they now have two minutes. In which Kirk decides to have a chat with him about ethics. <laughs> it's the perfect time. <laughs> it's and about how is, the time. And how his universe is illogical and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And then finally he goes back to his little, he's like, okay, you have like a minute now. Well, okay, I now think you it's have all like, like based off of Spock saying that the Empire will not survive. Yeah. Like, like the way they do things, it's doomed to fall. Right. So then, it's illogical. Yeah. So why does you're an, he, you're a logical being? What are you doing? Why, yeah. Why are you staying in this illogical situation? Mm-hmm. Then he gives him the whole pep talk about being the change. Yeah. You be the change you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "All right, cool. You have 49 seconds." <laughs> 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 and then he goes to his little spot, and they beam back to their universe, and in their ship, and in their normal clothes. He goes to his little spot. <laughs> That's the technical on, word for He steps it. on the transporter pad. <laughs> the little spot is the same. <laughs> it's the transporter pad. <laughs> he goes to his little spot. You know, he goes to his mark on the floor. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's what he did. You know, that's what he really did. No, transporters are real, Stephanie. It oh, really okay. Happens. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I just don't, I can't afford one, so I can't get to work in three seconds. <laughs> it's too bad that they're back in their normal clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you like seeing uh, some. Not the midriff. I liked the sparkly shirt. <laughs> oh, okay. I wanted Kirk to always wear the sparkly cleavage shirt. Because. Spangly gold outfit. You like his cleavage. Yeah, totally. Probably wouldn't like it now seeing as he's an older man i think spock says oh he was trying to figure out you know how did they how did he know and everything and he (laughs) says it was far easier for you as civilized men to behave like barbarians than it was for them as barbarians to behave like civilized men and then he said i assume they returned to their enterprise the same time you appeared here because they weren't in the they didn't even bother to check. <laughs> they're they're like, just, I guess they're gone. Happened. Guess they're gone. There's been a swap. <laughs> uh, McCoy tells Spock he liked him better with his beard. Mm-hmm. And Spock says that he found their counterparts quite refreshing. <laughs> it's a backhanded insult. Uh-huh. <laughs> On the bridge, Kirk is back in his little seat. <laughs> his little spot. The captain's chair. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then a lady comes in, Lieutenant Marlena, uh-huh. and hands him something. And he's like, oh, hey, girl. Something he had to sign off on. Yeah. 
And then Spock asks if he knows her because, you know, his reaction was clearly recognition. And mm-hmm. he's like, hm, she seems like a nice, likable girl. Spock just raises his eyebrow at him and then everybody just goes about their business the rest of the day. Well, Kirk walks over to start flirting. Oh, does he? Oh, come on. Is that assumed? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was cool. like, I didn't see that part. He walked over there. He grabbed a little patty thing again. You know he was flirting with her. Yeah. I mean, he got to kiss her in the alternate reality. He's like, here's my number. He's, he's, here's my he, room number, my quarter number. Quarters. He's, uh, he's, uh, you know, the cap. Kirk was always known for, you know, the hooking ladies. up with the ladies. That's why I was wondering if she came back or not. I don't think so. Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. I doubt it. She, didn't, she wasn't familiar to me, which means she was definitely not a recurring role. Yeah. Did the you, end. Did you get any fun facts? I do have some fun facts. As Mirror Sulu is the security chief as well as the helmsman, mm-hmm. uh, he wears a red uniform in this episode. Oh, that's right. He wears a yellow uniform normally. Yes. Normally he wears gold, as they say. Yeah. And he had worn science blue as an astrophysicist in Star Trek where no man has gone before. And this makes his first, he's the first Trek actor to wear all three uniform colors. Oh, cool. That is a fun fact. (laughs) Uh, To further denote the inverted nature of the parallel universe, phasers were worn upside down on the left hip. Okay. A lot of these I'm just going to be like, cool, I don't know what the significance is. <laughs> no, they usually did wear their phases on the right hip. Mm, what if you were right left-handed, though? I don't know. If you were left-handed, could you just not have a phaser? <laughs> you're not allowed. <laughs> you can go, you're in the cook. Wait, you're you're the left-handed? Cook now. You're one of those weird guys? You're a science officer. Mm-hmm. Can I have a phaser? No. Red shirt. They're all left-handed. <laughs> or right-handed, sorry. <laughs> Uh, this proved to be the more popular, one of the more popular Star Trek segments in terms of follow-ups. The Mirror Universe would be depicted on Deep Space Nine and Enterprise, with several non-canonical Star Trek novels and comic book series also featured sequel stories to this episode. I have a fun fact on that, too. Please share. To add to that fact, yeah. the, Mirror, the Mirror Universe is also in the latest Star Trek iteration, uh, Discovery. Oh. And... They go back to the Empire again. Nice. Which technically so discovery happens in the past. Potential Star Treks to do in the as time goes on. Oh yeah, Discovery. There's they go to a the mirror universe in Discovery. So nice. We we could do a Discovery episode. Mm-hmm. Star Trek was not usually not. A, this is I thought this one was a fun fact. Star Trek was usually not allowed to show women's navels, but Uhura's navel is visible in the mirror universe. Reportedly, mm-hmm. this was accomplished by filming. While a PA took the standard representative to lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That makes sense. That's funny to me. The tricks. (laughs) In the original outline of this episode, the mirror universe, it's Alexa speaking in the other room, which is very creepy. (laughs) She must have heard something. (laughs) And then I said her name. Yes, you did. This one in here started speaking. Uh Uh-huh. Your That's house. really creepy. <laughs> it's haunted over here. <laughs> the The fact that she was speaking in the other room is really creepy. It's haunted. Because there's no one in there. There's somebody. The ghosts. Go check it out, Sookie. She's asleep. She doesn't care. <laughs> anyway, in the mirror universe, uh-huh. it was not, the empire was not evil, but simply backwards in terms of technology, notably phaser weapons. And initially, Mirror Kirk was married to a nurse on board the Peril Enterprise, and Mirror Spock was more Vulcan in temperament. And in addition, McCoy was supposed to be bearded instead of Spock. Fun facts. In this? The original outline, yes, of the episode. Oh, okay, gotcha. And in addition, uh, Kirk was trapped in the Mirror Universe alone, and it was gradually rejecting him, treating him like he was an invading germ by poisoning his system. Interesting. Creepy. Uh, there is a second Vulcan serving on the ship during the walk with Kirk, passing Chekhov being tortured. You can see Spock's security guard is also a Vul- Vulcan. I totally missed that. So did I. This is the only episode in which Sulu is dressed in a red shirt. Yeah, makes sense. Um, this takes place in 2267. Episode. So they're saying in the original series. Yes. 
So I was going to say, in one of the movies, Sulu is the captain of another ship. He's wearing a red shirt. Well, everybody wears red at that point. It's the insignia. But mm-hmm. he's a, technically, if it were the old series, he would have been a red shirt. Oh, no, he'd be a gold shirt. Forget that. Forget what I said. I was wrong from the get-go. My theory is destroyed. Okay. My nanobot theory is still strong, though. <laughs> uh, Ronald D. Moore once uh-huh. cited Ronald D. Moore, Battlestar Galactica man, mm-hmm. once cited this episode as one of his favorite episodes of the original series, which tracks considering he made a whole series about copies and doubles and stuff. Makes sense. Granted, it was an, not an original series, but you know. Okay. You know, Battlestar Galactica was created in the 60s. Mm hmm. The original? The original one. It's true. It was horrible. It was really bad. As, as most shows were in the 60s. So, do you want to do the count? Okay, we got two Spocks, two Kirks, two Ahoras, two uh, McCoys, two Sulus, two Chekhovs. Did you say, I think you said Chekhov already. Did I? Yeah. Scotty. Two Scotties, thank you. Marlena. Uh, two Marlenas. Two of that dude on the planet. <laughs> yep, the the planet dude. And anybody else of note? Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure there's I'm more. I'm sure the bridge crew. At least, at least sixteen. Yeah, sixteen of main characters. Kirk, Spock, Uhura, Chekhov, Sulu, Scotty, McCoy, Marlena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 16. Oh, Planet Guy. 18. Planet Guy. No, we counted him. I, made, no, I didn't. I didn't personally. So what did you do? You did Kirk? Kirk, Spock, Sulu, Marlena, Scotty, Uhura, Chekhov, McCoy, Planet Guy. 18. At least 18. Right. And I'm sure the background characters were also the same. Yeah, so but for, a lot. <laughs> but for focus on people... It's 18. Yes, indeed. Cool. Do you still say do you still hate Star Trek? I don't hate I've never hated it. You said you're not a, you're not a fan. I'm just really. not a fan. I just don't like I just don't want to watch it. Why? It just doesn't interest me. I mean this whole thing didn't interest you? No. <laughs> didn't even have to think about it. No. <laughs> I'm just being honest. It's fun to talk about it with you now that I've watched it, but in the process of watching it was not like, ooh, I'm so excited to watch this. Well, this one is both out of our time. I mean, this is like our parents' time. Yeah. So I think you would like some of the newer stuff. Maybe. Although Next Generation really got, it took off, it, you know, got a lot of good flight. I'm trying to come up with with a metaphor. Took off its training wheels. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, sadly, when Gene Roddenberry died and was no longer involved in it, the yeah. very first season of Star Trek The Next Generation was basically a rehash of a lot of the original series mm. themes. Yeah. I mean, there were some good things, but it was basically a rehash. I mean... You know, they, they revisited Trouble with Tribbles. They revisited the drunk one. I mean, there were a lot of things that were just... I feel like I know... I know all the Star Trek zeitgeist stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just have so many other things to watch. I don't need to watch Star Trek. I'll watch it for our show. And okay. I love the whale movie. <laughs> I love the whale movie. Gotta love the whale movie. <laughs> and I think that I did a lot of really good things because I know that, you know, having a black woman on TV in the 60s, especially a sexy one, was like a big thing. And also with the post she held. Yeah, there were a lot yeah, of things Yeah, there's a lot of very good... Um. They did a lot of <laughs> enterprising things. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's the one good thing Gene Roddenberry did was, you know, he he brought he brought people into roles that were normally not something yeah. that people could Her, have. Sulu, Chekhov, etc. Everybody. Yep. So yeah, I don't think it's bad or anything. I just it's just not my and thing. The world's excellent. It's not my thing. I can't wait till we have a Star Trek civilization. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Come on, when. But I was thinking about this actually a while back because we're doing a Star Trek episode. I'm like, why can't we just have a Star Trek world where everybody on Earth is at peace and everything's cool and 
you know, that's what happens in Star Trek, but then what happens? <laughs> We're at war with other people out in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, even though we have peace at home, we're still having problems with people elsewhere. <sighs> Such is life. Such is life. And that's why you should follow us on Twitter at CDoublePod. And uh, if you're going to spread the word of the show, please hashtag it SeeingDouble. You can email us at <laughs> CDoublePodcast at gmail.com with suggestions, comments, stories. You can follow Steph on her socials at StephPlusVerb. Mm-hmm. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes so that people can find us. And uh, thank you again to Missy for the suggestion of this and Stephanie's stepfather, Eric. Eric. And until next time. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.